Welcome to the Good Orderly Direction Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am your host, a grateful and humble alcoholic, but that feeling did not come overnight. This podcast is for people who, like me, have been seeking the answers to some of life's big questions, but a common thread will be about one big question that has had me scratching my head for years. To God or not to God? This podcast is not affiliated with any group, sect, denomination, politics, or institution, while I will share the power, strength, and hope that has been so freely given to me through my connection to a 12-step program. It is through this quest that my journey to seek out the answers can help the still-suffering alcoholic. This is the primary purpose of our fellowship. This podcast will not be about me telling anyone what to believe in or what to do specifically. It is a collection of the meandering thoughts of myself and my own process that has enabled me to be a better person today than I was yesterday. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the good orderly direction. In episode three, I will explore the concept of self-awareness. This concept for me was absolutely foreign for so many years. That the awakening that has been occurring since getting sober is something that is truly akin to being reborn. When my isms had a hold of me, from the age of 10 or 11 all the way up into my mid-40s, I could not allow me to see me let alone let anyone else see the true me. I built my worth on what grades I got in school, how hard I would work, how many new things I could cram in my head, or how much I could drink. I was and still am a know-it-all. I thrive on having the answers and have no trouble letting people know that I not only know the answer, but know where to find them. In my sobriety, I'm slowly letting go of this need to be the best, especially being as I never really was. I've had many failures in my life, failed businesses, failed relationships, failed attempts at so many things. But I would blame and pass judgment on others for these shortcomings, never taking ownership of these demons that I, as I look towards my own mind and heart, know that I was always setting my own self up for failure. This is a process of not only fundamentally changing the way that I think and do things, it is an act of rebirth. 30 plus years of thinking and doing things one way did not work. But I continue to do them that way over and over. The frustration of seeing things in black and white had me only seeing things from a pass-fail, success-failure, right-wrong perspective. Life is not black and white. Not only are there shades of gray, life is a technicolor bliss. But only if you can open your eyes, close your mouth, and listen for the nuances and differences all around you. Now, I'm not saying that colors make sounds to me, but when I really started to apply the lessons of the 12 steps in my daily life, I was able to let go of many of the preconceptions that I held on to, like, the world is out to get me. I am not the center of my own universe. What I have is mine, exerting my will. Wants and needs are exactly the same, and all people suck. So, as I started to become more self-aware, of not only my surroundings, but about what makes me a person worthy of this gift of life and of winning the genetic lottery of putting me where I am today, a Canadian, I started to build a new sense of a personality, one that was not driven by filling myself with the lies that I had been told and that I continued to tell myself. I started to open up, to share, to deal with the things that made me who I was and actively make the necessary changes to myself so that I could become the person that I think I was always destined to become. In building this new me, I started to look around at the preconceived ideas of the world around me and tear down each one so that I could start to build a new connection. So I looked at things like the world is out to get me. With all my isms, 
I had built this shelter around myself that saw everything as an enemy. This self-preservation tactic came directly from childhood trauma. To protect myself from the harms that were inflicted upon me, I would not trust anyone. Because with trust came the opportunity to be taken advantage of. These walls would not allow others to be able to help me, but I got so good at hiding behind them, I couldn't help myself because of them either. In living this way, I isolated more and drove myself into the addiction that very nearly took my own life. At first, through the process of starting to break down the walls, my history only came to be in dreams. Well, nightmares. But soon enough, as I practiced prayer and meditation, I started to remember things and piece together a history, one that I had forgotten. Then, as I started to open up and share this history, it did not have the power it once did over me. And I started to realize that through trust, I was not alone. Now, I am not the center of my own universe. My warped sense of thinking would have me the victim in so many things in my life. And even when I was gather the resolve and find success in something, it was entirely about me. Everything should be about me. What I want, what I need, what I have or should have, and what others took from me. This selfishness prevented me from being part of anything. Now, I was not your typical loner. I was part of groups and activities, but I would always remain on the outside unless there was a perception that I could be the actual leader of that group or club. This type of thinking would not allow me to be the center of attention. It would make it so that it was hard to exist if no one recognized me. I had no value. Today, I see myself not as the center of anything. I live my life near the middle of so much in my new world. I don't have to be the focus, but I do need to feel part of and be connected. Many of the skills that I have learned over time are important to so much of what I do, but now I share them freely, not for recognition or accolades, but to be part of service and to help others. This connectedness allows me to see things from so many new and wonderful perspectives, and my focus is no longer about me, but how I fit into a bigger picture. What I have is mine. Now, I would take, or in better terms, I would steal, I would hoard, and I would claim things to be mine because I earned them, be it a paycheck or an article of clothing or a relationship. I would lay claim to anything and everything, and it became mine. When I began to wake up, though, I no longer saw things this way. All I have and all that I may gain is a gift. Now, sure, my paycheck is earned in response to my ability to perform the actions and duties related to my profession, but my abilities were given to me, and someone else provided me the opportunity to earn a living based on giving me the chance to perform these tasks that are required. Today, these gifts that I've been given are things that I can truly feel and do sense that I am compelled to share with others. Well, thanks and success have less to do for me about what I can acquire and more to do with what I can share. In that freedom of no longer seeing life as a conquest, I have been given a gift that I can see more of what is out there and in doing so, I find so much more peace. Exerting my will. Taking what I wanted or thought I needed led me down a path of so much selfish thinking. Even when I was trying to do for others, in the end, it was all about what I could get, not what others could receive. My greatest sin as I seal it 
was my actions of stealing time from others. When I was wrapped up in my selfish ways, others could not experience their own freedoms because I could not concede that anyone else could possibly know more or be able to do more than me. In the humility of breaking down the walls that I had built and hid behind for so long, I started to experience things. And as I looked deeply into my own personal inventory and character defects, I saw something that I could not continue with. My will is something that I do continue to struggle with, but I see myself in a different way today. And when this glaring defect reveals itself, I am more often than not able to let go of it and find some compromise. Wants and needs are the same thing. In looking at the world through the black and white lens that I had lived with for so long, I could only see things as if I want it, then I need it. This selfish thinking would have me work very hard to achieve goals, but I would never allow myself to find any satisfaction when I would achieve something. In relationships, my only allowing people to see what I wanted them to see would brand me either as manipulative or a liar. In taking what I wanted, I would never fill the hole that I had. Today, I see things very differently. Sure, I still want things, but my focus is not about acquiring these wants at all costs. I first put my true needs first, and the biggest focus is on my connection with others, which has profoundly caused me to have a different philosophy for me. And all people suck. This concept has been around with me for a very long time. The trust issues, the way that I would take things, the fact that most of the time I could not be trusted, let alone trust anyone else. You see, all people suck because they would just not bend to my will, give me what I wanted, or just stay out of my way. I no longer think that all people suck. Now sure, bad drivers will always hold a special place in my way of thinking and often get the spewing of choice words and a few finger gestures, but that feeling does not spill over into other people like it used to. As I started to let myself allow people in and start to reveal the broken parts of myself, I started to realize that for the most part, I can trust. Now this is not blind trust. It is measured and at times calculated, but not in the way that protects me absolutely. It is just a measured approach that allows me to have others take in the bits of me and make their own conclusions over time. I don't want to be everyone's friend, but I accept that others make that choice if they choose to include me. This new ability has allowed me to see so much more good in others and has awakened in me so much inner peace that I don't feel the need to hide. Now, this marking my 24th day in isolation because of the pandemic that surrounds us, 2020 definitely is not an easy year to take, but it is what we have, and I found gratitude in that I have today the tools to make my life just a little bit better, and I realize that if this would have happened in the not-so-distant past, I probably would not be able to find peace in spending time alone and with my own thoughts. So, to everyone out there, may you have a happy 24 hours, remain grounded, and open to all this wonderful life has to offer, and until next time, keep on seeking the good orderly direction.